This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And today I've got Laura Govan with me, who is known for her appearances on Basketball Wives. She was on Ayana Van Zant Fix My Life. She's gonna be on an upcoming episode of Million Dollar Matchmaker, and she's an author of a brand new book coming out at the end of the year called Don't Get Mad, Get Sexy, and she's here to dish, dish, dish. <laughs> and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I nice kinda, meeting you. It's nice to meet you, too. I kind of wish there were cameras in the room because you're looking really just too good for radio. Thanks. <laughs> I don't even comb my hair no more, so that's nice. I don't you either. Take the pins out in the car. It's I'm better like, when you okay, don't comb well. it. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. You've you've done a lot. Like The thing that I remember you kind of being introduced was the Basketball Wives mm-hmm. and um, that experience. And yeah. um, you kind of moved on from there to kind of do more... I feel like more soul-searching, introspective things. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, Basketball Wives started the whole platform and got me going on a lot of things. Um, But on there, I was introduced as Laura Govan, just having had my fourth child. You had just had your child. Yeah, my fourth baby. Yeah, and And I remember at the time you weren't feeling as secure about your body. Yeah, so before I even start, so I had four kids in five Mm -hmm. and a half years. And before I even got started having children, I was 117 pounds. And then by the time I delivered my fourth baby, who was 10 pounds, 11 ounces, and I was 234 pounds, I honestly did not know my body for almost six years and the transition of what that motherhood brought um, and what to expect. Um, So for the most part, here I am being ridiculed about being a quote unquote fat girl. And I was like, no, wait, wait, I just had a baby. Like I'm still breastfeeding. Yeah, they really were coming at you for that. I remember that. Yeah, and so um, that was kind of weird. It was kind of like, wait, when they said fat, I'm like, wait, are you talking to me? You talking to me with all this extra skin? Is that what you're talking about? Like, you know, so it was more of that. But um, yeah, so. Well, there's a lot to be said about that sort of thing, because I've got a friend who's on another show um, and she gets a lot of body shaming. And I was on for five minutes. Like I was on one season and there was one particular season One I was wearing a white dress and I was PMSing and I was bloated and I got shamed for that. Why is it so easy for people to come after women for their weight? Why is that okay? I think it's an easy target. Mm-hmm. I think initially um, most people have nothing that when they can't find something, it's like initially it's like, oh, look at her. She fast. She got double chin, but she hella skinny like or yeah. something. Yeah. It's always something to nitpick or pick at, you know, and that's something to be said about women supporting women. Like we really have to start 
because it's usually the women who come for you, you yeah, know, so it's always. like, yeah, so it's like, you know, at the end of the day, even if you're a mom or not, or had children or not, it's like, find something else to talk about. Like, this is real life. You know, I kind of feel bad that Beyonce came out so fast Yeah. Um, after having twins, although yeah. I know that she had given birth previous to her showing and coming out. But I'm still like, yo, like, you just gave children, two kids at that, yeah. a brain, some ears, some eyes, like you develop that with your body. So it's so hard for me to see. It's it's really sad that you have to come out because of social, you know, where we are socially, that you have to snap back so fast when I'm like, you just created 10 toes. Like, yeah. you made 20. How do you, I know. why don't you take the time to relax? You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, there's a the lot pressure. of pressure. And this is the, this is the problem, the problem I have with that. Like you just created a human being mm-hmm. and it just came out of your body. Your body has changed. Yeah. That used to be a sacred space mm-hmm. for women to just be freaking, let's just chill a little bit. Now we are coming after women for how fast they are or are not getting their body back yeah you know and when did that become a target i just think it's your pressure and i feel like for her to be on top and like the one woman that everybody feels like they look up to i feel like she should have took the time and been like no here is my time on getting and maybe a good year of just like and then you know, if you even wanted to show your journey and open up, so it look so it's more realistic, and it's yeah. real life, and it's also to, it's relatable. Yeah, and and, yeah. and you know, like I I remember when my sister had her kid, and it's anybody, not just my sister. I have we all had people that we know that have had kids, and you know, six months later, real life, you are not sleeping. Right. You're probably not working out. You're yeah. probably not paying attention to how, what you're eating. You're probably feeling like absolute shit for your body not bouncing sure. back. Yeah. And then you got to look at these Hollywood celebs or, or whatever and see how fast they bounce back. Yeah. So I just think that the point is I saw you get bullied for it your first season. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, this woman just had a baby. But honestly, I didn't care. At the time, I was but in you such a bad place. Skin. I was yeah. like, come on, bring it. I'll beat yeah. your ass with but my it fat was, ass. It was- <laughs> so it just did not care. I will sit on you. I yeah. will. Yeah, I didn't. Crush so you. Yeah. yeah, so that didn't matter at the time. But for that women a, who don't have that strength mm-hmm. to say, you know, like um, to not let don't. it roll off your yeah, it's hard. Don't. It's hard. I mean, being bullied is real. I have bullied and I have been bullied. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't condone either. I think they're both, um, you know, they can drive people if you're not tough to something that's yeah, you know, well, not what, real. What you know, what were you? What did you bully? Like, um. You know what? I remember there was a time when I was younger and just being insecure about being Mexican. And I, when I when growing up in our household, a lot there's nine. I have nine brothers and sisters, and some of us spoke English and some of us didn't. And that was just the way my mom raised us. All of us, um, like I didn't speak Spanish. I didn't speak English for a long time, so I had a hard time initially with like being picked on and having mm-hmm. a little accent when I was younger yeah. and being like, oh, they used so to call me a chalupa. Yeah. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like, you know, like so that being was burrito. Your, yeah, that was so, your first experience. Yeah, it was like I got bullied and then I was like, I'll show you. Yeah. And then I start coming down and then I found out I was a little cute and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, I'm, okay, I'm, com- well, I'm coming. All right. Yeah. All right, so I have something that I, I not a lot of people know about me, um, mm-hmm. about what you just what you just said reminded me. When my parents um, put me in school, I don't remember what school it was, but it was elementary. I was really young and I think that there were a lot of people that were, it was not a very ethnically diverse 
diverse school. Mm-hmm. I may have been the only one that was a little something, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And um, I remember all the cute girls, like the cute little, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed girls would get chased on the, um, you know, in the playground mm-hmm. and that's because the boys like them mm-hmm. and I was I was always people always screamed foreigner at me <laughs> they were always foreigner and all this stuff and I was crazy. like I was like I don't know how old I was five six yeah and I don't know it didn't bother me I don't know why I was blessed with this thing of like who the hell do you think you're talking to fool mm-hmm. but even at that age they were screaming foreigner and I remember thinking wow that's not nice yeah. Yeah. No. And I remember just being like, fuck you with the yeah. finger. And that's all I had. I used to be like, fuck you. Did you actually do that's that? That's all I knew. Yeah. Did you actually lift that up was my go to. Like, I didn't lift up my middle that's finger. All I, had. I don't think I did that. I did. I just didn't care. It's it's like, but could you imagine that at age five or six being screamed foreigner because, you know, you're different looking than everybody else? Yeah. Honestly, that at five crush and six, you. I wouldn't have understood because well, I maybe probably it was seven, wouldn't eight. know what foreigner meant. Yeah. But I'm, I went to <laughs> I went to another kind of school. Yeah. So I wouldn't. But you know, got but it, wait, but, but what I'm trying to say is what they did totally to you, whether it. it's foreigner or yeah, whether it's sure, chalupa, bean burrito, sure. whatever, yeah. that could have really crushed you. Yeah, and that's why I said if I hadn't had the skin or where I'm at today, um, yeah, I've I, listen, I've gotten DMs about grown women wanting to commit suicide. Yeah. And for name calling, name shaming, being bullied, and I'm like, you can't give me this responsibility. I'm like, you know, like yeah. I have, and then, I, you know, it's crazy when I'm really honest with people like, yo, look, I ain't got time for this shit. Let me tell you why, you mm-hmm. know, like, please don't, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you my journey and you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. And then from there, let's see how bad you think your life is really. Yeah. You know, so I go through and I give people as much as I can, but it's tough. I mean, it's just, life is hard shit. Yeah. And you know, so, so let's talk about life being hard. Um, so you did basketball wise, which definitely yes. doesn't make anybody's life easier. So yeah. you did that. And then from that, you kind of like, you're in the limelight, you're in the spotlight, you started getting your body back. Yeah. How did, you know, how did people react to you differently? Cause I saw a transformation in you. Well, um, and it was like, you went from being called the fat woman, the fat yeah. girl to like being like, you're slaying the sick body so what happened how Um, did did it how did people react to you you know what to be honest with you I didn't really recognize the change in my body or because this is the Laura I know Mm -hmm. this is the Laura I've always been I've always been in the style so you kind of came like back to what you were yeah so I just went back to who I am were you just like thank god I got my body back no no No, because I still wanted more kids so I didn't give a shit how I looked or how I felt yeah it was more of uh I just it just I just got it back. And then I was like, okay, but I mean, listen, it took some it took it took a journey Mm to 234 pounds was not easy for me to lose. I actually went to a doctor. I'll never forget. And I was like, I was like 220. Mm hmm. And I went in the the thing and I was like, yo, can you, you know, help me out? Take all this out. I was like, just, you can have it. Here's my yeah. body. Take yeah. it over. Yeah. This is what I want to look like. Right. And he looked at me and was like, uh, no, yeah. you need to lose weight. Yeah. A lot and of I, people have that mistake yeah. where they think they can go get liposuction done. No. You can't. Yo, you he was like, weight. if you don't beat it and get out of my office. Yeah. Because I just thought it's I was the shit. a big mistake. People will yeah. walk in wanting full body lipo and yeah. then they haven't retrained their brain or their, their eating habits or their diet or nutrition. I see it all the time. I see women coming in or men. And I have a one particular person who got gastric bypass, mm-hmm. lost 200 pounds, then had liposuction surgery on the excess skin mm-hmm. and looked sick. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow, seven years later, gained all the weight back. Okay. And now it's on, <laughs> you know, when, when you take fat out of hips and thighs and whatever, yeah. if you gain weight, it's going to come back somewhere else. Right. So guess what? It's all back on his chest. And oh, now wow. he has problems breathing at night. Oh, my he God. He needs like a CPAP machine to help. So I guess that my point awful. is get yourself sorted before you think about surgery, you know? Well, yeah. Well, I had went in. So then, you know, it's crazy is that I honestly was like, I got so angry because of the conversation the doctor was having with my ex. And they were joking like, oh, she'll never lose weight. And she just at home breastfeeding and sitting on the couch. So I was like, yo, this is not who I am. Fuck. I was like, uh-huh. fuck that. So I literally went. And I remember training before the children woke up and when they went to sleep. Yeah. And I would literally, I put up all these posters of Beyonce in my house. I remember putting them in the fridge, in the pantry, because the pantry is my go-to um, for fatty. And then I was like, you know, <laughs> I, I had to, yeah, yeah, I had uh-huh. to, I had a picture of her in my Bible. I was like, yo, I have to get this right. So I went back. I was 160 pounds. I had lost all this weight. I honestly starved myself. I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like sip on water and eat some cheese like yeah. i was re- yeah. it was so yeah, bad you try to go the yeah it was really bad and that that causes you to bounce back and start to eat unhealthy yeah but yeah. not not only that what happened was so i went in i got the tummy tuck and then i gained 40 pounds after the tummy tuck and why do you think that happened well because i thought that i was good to go yeah, that's and then my i started point. eating all my shit that's and then i'm exactly like yo how do i get back happens? to like 190 i'm, I'm like, telling what? you that's what happens yeah people so will people get the think surgery. like oh she just had surgery and her belly button a little off that ain't got nothing to do with nothing what it has to do with is that i just was eating like shit and i had to be accountable for (laughs) eating like shit and not taking care of myself and not being healthy so all those things not training not working out i just went back to lazy mode Mm -hmm. and that that i had to i pay for that you know so now what i do is i had to when i did when i stopped eating I promised myself I would retrain my mind on how I really want to eat and how I want to eat healthy. And I stuck with that. Mm -hmm. So now, honestly, I eat that way. I eat in small portions. Um, I have a juice during the entire day and then I'll have something at night and then that's it. Yeah. So that's how I eat. But to be a thousand percent honest, because I have four kids, sometimes I'll be looking at them like, please leave some leftovers. (laughs) I'll be like, shit, I'm starving. I know. But I'm not making no more food. I'll be like, so if they eat it all, then Lord, just don't eat. But if they don't, uh, that's all me. I know. Uh, It's funny that you say that because whenever I feed my nieces lunch, it's like the kids' food is so much more, it's like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And and I'm just like, I'm like, when I see them like not eat it for a second, I like go in there and I swoop in and my nieces are all like, come on, man, that's our food. And they're like five and seven. So I just assume that they're done and they're not. And I'm like, okay, okay, I need to not eat my freaking kids' food. Yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. 
Um, okay, so you you talked about having a, a rough, tough kind of like life is tough and rough, all right? Yeah, for you, sure. You went on. Ken, tell us a little bit about that. And I know that you went on Ayana Fix My Life. And yeah. I, I really, I, if people don't know what that is, Ayana is like, Really, a, a life coach, therapist, mm-hmm. healer. I, I don't know how to describe her. She's just like a, a person who helps fix your life. Oprah loves her. She's on Oprah. What brought you to her? Well, actually, so they reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the producers but did. But there was something about you that and they wanted to talk about, fix. No? Yeah, I think it was more so of my family dynamic mm-hmm. and where I am with my sister, yeah. where I am with my ex. And I would love for you to talk about that because you said nothing was off limits. So. Yeah, no. You can learn something well, here's from the it. thing with my sister. One, she's my sister. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, she's still my blood. She's actually seven. I'm seven years older than she mm-hmm. is. So I still feel this protective need, although there's a lot of fuckery in our relationship. Yeah. Um, I still also think that, you know, like at this point in my life, um, and even on the show, I did the show even last year. So to film it then and to watch it now, because it recently just came out, I. Uh, I was kind of like, damn, I'm still talking about that. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt in my mind. Like, when is this year going to end? Mm-hmm. You know, but but I realized that, no, I brought it up. We're going to talk about it. And this mm-hmm. is what it is. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of betrayal and which happens in families. I don't want it to be that it's just like, you know, beat on her. Yeah. That's not and what and this I think the point of this is for you to share the story, not to beat up on your sister. Yeah. That's no, the no, point no. Of yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the story is as what it was. Um, she, you know, I, I the relationship that she had with my ex played a really big part on my relationship with my ex. Um, and how long I stayed and what I was going through and a battle that I just couldn't win. And I honestly didn't know where to turn at the time. Yeah. And she um, was involved with your ex is what you're trying to yeah, say. She yeah. She was for involved sure. yeah. in, a, in a physical, physical relationship with yeah, your ex Yeah, they shared a relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that is what I'm talking about. That's a tough yeah. thing, you know, to, for yeah. family to go through. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For anybody. And you know what's crazy is that when the show aired, I got pouring DM messages and emails and text messages like yo l i was going i'm going through the same stuff and i'm like damn yeah this happens all the time <laughs> i'm like yo I'm a, everybody be sleeping with everybody in the same house so i was like what's happening but i honestly at the time felt like i was alone and mm-hmm. i was the only person that this was happening to and sh- you know to my ignorance i was like yo this is happening and every other house I was like Jesus it's a lot and so and it's a lot that people don't talk about and it's Mm -hmm. a lot not only did I just talk about that but I talked about a lot of it had to do with me and my dad's relationship Mm -hmm. my dad is like my baby my best friend I love him he's my first love um and so uh my half brother um did some terrible things when I was younger to me and we talked about that on the show and being molested Mm -hmm. and um you know just sexually molested and um having had you know it was like my first sexual experience and it was awful and um it was like we're a lot of for a lot of time I blamed my father like where were you and you weren't the protector and when I told you about it your response was very shitty Mm -hmm. um and it did not register uh, with me. And so what I did was I turned to basketball. And I honestly tell people, I run my household. I'm a basketball coach, first and foremost. Most people don't know that. I've played basketball that. all my life. Oh, wow. I've always said I wanted six kids because I wanted to start in five and a sub since I was 13 years old. But I run my household like a coach. I have four kids, and we do as as You're if we're practicing. We're very Was it like that and, when you were growing up? 
No, not so much. Mm-hmm. My parents both worked like three jobs. Yeah. And when they, you know, the only thing my dad, they were, my parents were very, very supportive of what we all did, mm-hmm. um, sports related. But I happened to be the one of the best athletes that he had. So sports um, helped you as it helped raise you. you yeah, know, it was my coping become, mechanism yeah. for sure. And I hear that a lot from people who were yeah. really heavily involved in sports. And yeah. And I was good because of yeah. it. I went, yeah. you know, I played on every single level. So um, professionally, and I played um, in college. I got a scholarship, so it was like what kind of scholarship I, for basketball. Yeah, I got that's a basketball amazing. scholarship. But yeah. that that's, that helps mold you as a person. Yeah, no, it gives no you doubt. confidence. Yeah, it gives you discipline. Yeah, and it gives you a purpose and a passion. Yeah, I've well, heard that from yeah. people who are really into like as a, and it stays with you throughout your life. I throughout think. my even the way I drive, mm-hmm. I'd be thinking like, okay, I'm a point guard. Sometimes I got to <laughs> slow down to get ahead, and then I'd be moving and I'd be yeah. shaking and weaving. So yeah, 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 I mean, it's really really helped me. But I always tell people in life in general you have to find what fuels you and what makes you work and then make it work yeah. for you yeah does that make sense absolutely so oh yeah it does and um you know something that you said is now it's how you raise your kids like yeah that is something that you're even bringing to your being a mom yeah and um it's probably a little different than how you were raised too but it's part of you learn who you are and you take it to the next generation yeah well the <laughs> the one issue i have with that is that i got four different so different i'm like you guys are all brought up in the same household almost at the same time why the hell do one of y'all don't understand what the hell i'm saying like you have no ears and then the other one why you keep talking like you have you know like i'm like we're well i have there's so many different yeah you blame the dad side of the family yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's so crazy because i'm always like yeah i'm always like that ain't for me that's 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 your side that's your that's your that's your dad yeah i'm telling these motherfuckers boy And then I'm always like, okay, you, what's your problem? No, that ain't strong enough. You, what, what? Okay, so you like in number three. I'll come back to you. Okay. I'm like, you got a problem. You're cutting and bleeding. I'm okay. like, but you got to hold on. So you treat it like yeah. an ER, like a triage. Like, okay, oh, yeah, this for is sure. Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if to. not, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if I, and, also, and they all come at me at one time. And you also teach them coping mechanisms too. Like, you know, my parents, I don't know how they taught me coping mechanisms. Like, when stuff didn't go right, mm. I figured it out. I didn't mm-hmm. sit there and whine about how it wasn't. I figured it out. Yeah. And I see a lot of people my age, you know, and 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 younger and older who were never taught that. Yeah. And instead of trying you start to start realizing how fucked out, up people are. Yeah. You're like, you're like you, you don't, you don't want to say retarded, that. but you kind of are tired. No, it's like another. Like, it's like a special thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like it's you. it's just like I can't. I, I remember thinking, oh, you know, you remember when you used to think when you get older, you're going to know everything. And yeah. Now you're older and you're like, whoa. And I see people who like I have somebody that couldn't get a taxi after having a procedure in my office because she needed her husband to call it for her. I'm thinking I've been there. All this time that I've you could have just hit that Uber app, got that Uber for you, mm-hmm. you had to call your husband, get mad at him, scream at him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because she couldn't get a car, it's because she needed the attention. Mm, I've been there too. Been there, done that. Do you that do you do that anymore? No, why? I don't I'm a little older now that I don't even want the attention. Why did I, honestly, you, why do you think you did it then though? Because I just wanted some attention. You wanted the attention. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then there was nine of us, and mm-hmm. I was third to the last. Yeah, and you so really like, needed by that the time, attention. Yeah, yeah, so by the time my dad came home, he was like, man, if you don't sit down, fuck, yeah. fuck your neck. It's bleeding uh. open. Go sit down. <laughs> Put some Vicks on it. I Put see some like, Vicks. Spray some Mexicans. Windex on that. Yeah, I'm I like, know. damn, what the hell? But oh, yeah. it's funny. Put some Vicks on that. I yeah, love my that. mom is Vicks on everything. Ponlo ahí en la pie. Ponlo calcetines. And I'm I like, girl, bye. I understood that. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of thing, like, you know, when somebody throws dirt on your name, 
name. It's not. It's usually because they're trying to get your attention. If they say bad oh. things about you, no, no you no, don't no. agree. Yeah, you. No, agree, right? I hell I yeah, agree. My ex talks about me every day. Yeah. Why I'm do you like, think? Damn. Why do you think your ex or anybody's ex talks about you in a nasty way? Because they know you're going to find out, and it's going to bring attention back to them. Yeah. Because they don't actually want to be out of your life. That's what I be. I'm telling you. Do you know how I handle my exes? Not the ones this. that I'm cool with, but the yeah. ones that I'm like, you know, you did me wrong. I ignore them. They're not. They're not I tr- relevant. I try to ignore this like, man, but I can't. We mm-hmm. have four kids uh, together, yeah, and we can. were together for I don't have sixteen any kids years. With any man, so I, I can do that. See, hey, you hold on to that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you don't let nothing spill out of that cooter just yet, then, because you got to make sure you're right. You don't be trying to. to. Yeah, I'm let not, me tell you, nothing's spilling out of this cooter. Yeah, don't, don't, and don't inject nothing in there <laughs> either. You'd be like, tight, nah, yeah. it's another hole All you right. can come in, not this one. My cooter is safe. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. I like that advice. Thank you. But yeah, you've got four kids with the guy so you can't ignore him no I mean I I, I definitely ignore him definitely mm-hmm. but I want to put all of our energy into co-parenting yeah I want him rather to focus it yeah, on that as yeah, opposed to something yeah, personally attacking yeah, you yeah yeah like I've moved on times thirty, so it's yeah, like you I mean, I didn't mean it like that. Oh Jesus, that sounds like I'd just be ramping through. But no, I uh, I have just moved on. Yes. I'm so you're, happy you're, you're, and secure. You're, but and, this is the thing. Another point to why crazy exes. If you have moved on and they haven't moved on, if you don't move on as a as a human being, your yep. life will always be right there where you left it. Yep. You will never move forward in life. I have a very close family friend who is obsessed with an ex boyfriend. It's been freaking, I don't even know, I will say, I'm going to make up the numbers because I don't want her to know I'm talking about, but it's been long enough that four, five, six years have passed and she still sees who he's dating, contacts that girlfriend, tells them that he's no good. And I I say That's what my ex does to me. Really? I'm like, Contacts what? Contacts all, anybody he thinks I'm dating, he DMs all my quote unquote friends, whoever he thinks I'm hanging with, to date. He does it, he does it to to date. Well, who, who, so who's the crazy person here? Well, that's what I'd be thinking. Like, well, I don't know. Am I crazy for not responding? Has it ever messed up a relationship that you've been in? Has he reached out to somebody? It's actually messed up three relationships. How? And what, um, was, why do you think they were affected by it? they don't want to deal with the chaos. Yeah. They don't want to. And some of them have been public figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I even get... But sometimes I'm like, you know what? Thanks, Gil. Good looking out, Gil, for mm-hmm. hooking me. Because you cut it off before it even anything even happened. Like, mm-hmm. I've never slept with some, you know. And I'm thinking like, oh, well, that wasn't going to work anyway. If you allow him to, mm-hmm. pr- you know, sway you otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, I um, it's just fascinating to me because um, you know, I've I've had guys that I've dated who were horrible men. Yeah. I mean, I dated one that was a sex addict. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I like sex. So I don't <laughs> know about that. That sounds amazing with, to me. With how many people at the same time though? Like, yeah, no. Same. See, I'm like, not a fucker like that. That's what so he was. He was. He, I, I mean. I'm a doctor, so I can't say that shit loosely, but I didn't diagnose him as such, but there was something wrong with this man. And um, after we broke, I mean, that guy did me wrong, right? So I broke up with him and I, I just decided it doesn't matter. I'm done. You know, because he kept saying, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't cheat on you. No, no. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't need evidence. Yeah, yeah. I I'm go based it. on how you treat me. I do this with everyone. Okay. You're not treating me right. I'm done. And I, Cut it off, and I walked away. I didn't need evidence. I didn't need him telling me he didn't do it. I don't care. You're treating me like shit. You're disappearing. I can't get a hold of you from 1 in the morning till 6 in the morning. 
guess what? Bye, I'm out. And yeah. he was so stunned at how quickly I cut him off. Um, I could have been that crazy psycho girl that decided I'm going to find out what he's doing. I'm going to stalk him. I'm going to go on his Instagram. Buy his... No, I got my life to live. And my life is not about figuring out what's going on with somebody else. Right. No, for you sure. Know? And that's what I want my because my ex tells everybody that I still am in love with him. And mm-hmm. I talk about him. And like even now, like I talk about him in the sense of like. I have moved on and these were my experiences. But and I don't always feel like when you talk about somebody, it's like, oh, I want to be with them. Like, mm-hmm. no, because that's definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, more so, I just want him to, again, move on. Mm-hmm. And I have God has given me this ability to move on. Yeah, like that's I a good thing. Although I was with somebody for 16 years, I cried it out. I had my moment and I that w- I you was bounced. pieced yeah. out. Like yeah. I don't even it's so crazy cuz I hear girls talk about him and I'm like, "Oh, they're just talking about like their boyfriend." Like yeah. and I don't even judge it. I'm yeah. not like, "Oh, that was I was with him for 16 years and right. he's the father of my children." It's crazy to me how I don't put that together. I just have cut it off and you I know. don't it's not buried inside me. No. It's nothing. It's just you over. Just, you've handled it. Yeah, it's and just you know, over. One of the things I if I could give advice to my younger self is you don't get time back. Oh my god. You I don't get time. Yeah, years. I know, and you keep saying sixteen years, and, and that's like, why I say that. Like, it's almost like every time you say it, you feel yeah, it. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> so now I tell people, I'm 27. Yeah, because that's where in my mind I left off. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm 27. Saying 16 years, 16 years. Like I talk about my close family friend. She's been obsessing over this guy for 10 years. Oh no. I want to let everybody know you don't get your time back. Hell no. You and know? the one thing in life that's guaranteed is death. Yeah. You are going to and pa- so, die. And so guess what? You <laughs> so don't live get your, your life. Time back. So if you're in a situation that you know is a bad one, get out. The yeah. faster you get out, the faster you can move on. But a lot of times it's mind fuckery. A lot of people fall back on like, well, it's easy. Like for me, for example, uh, and I always say this, I was used to bullshit. I was used to the the garbage. I was used to the drama. And I almost, it was my life. And I liked it as mm-hmm. much you as I- You identified with yeah, it. Yeah, and I liked it. Again, maybe because I lived in it, and it was it was what I knew. Yeah. It was the cycle and, I played. I we see that fight a lot. to fuck, fuck yeah. to fight. Yeah. You know, and it was a lot of that. Um, and but you know, our kids were still made out of love, although we would do yeah. a lot of fucking. Yeah. But still, <laughs> it was like um, I still, you know, I was still in the in the rat race. Mm-hmm. And once my hamster was just tired, man, mm-hmm. and was like, I you're can't like, keep up with these rats these no more. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and I was out. But you're right. A lot of people do identify with the crazy. Yeah, and they don't know how to get out of it. And you don't. It becomes you get stuck in this in this cycle of like like when people from the hood. It's like I always tell my families, all my family, a lot of my families from the hood, and I'm like. Damn, they look at me and they're like, how'd you make it? what you do to get out? And I'm thinking, yo, I just stopped and I stepped outside the bubble. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to life mm-hmm. than, you know, than living where we came up, yeah. you know? And I'm and like... I always have like, um, whenever I've been in a lot of situations, whether it's relationships, friendships, exes, whatever, where, um, you know, a year's passed and then I'll hear from somebody that they heard from this person mm-hmm. and that person's still talking about you and you should really reach out to him. I was like, why would I do that? Yeah, right. Why it's over. Yeah, like, blessings. But, but the way he's talking about you, I think he really misses you. I, I'm like, he should have missed me when we were together. Yeah. I'm not. It's done now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I think because I had, um, I was in school and I was on like a, a, a course, like mm-hmm. this many years for this, this many years for that. And I think that what happened is when I get into these relationships that aren't working for me, I'm like, okay, that's it. It doesn't fit. I'm out. But 
I think that a lot of women and men aren't like that, and they live their whole life still obsessing. Yeah. Which, Ten years later. And you know it's crazy, though? You don't, most people don't even get that speech to be like, yo, you're living, you're not able to tell somebody. Like, nobody told me, like, Laura, mm-hmm. get the fuck on. Maybe my mom did, but I was like, what do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's until I had children is until yeah. I started respecting my mother to the utmost. Yeah, until yeah. I had babies. Like, yeah, you don't but, know. like, then I was like, what do you know? Like, I'm, you know, I'm living this great life. So yeah. what? He sleeps with whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, pendeja. Like, I was so yeah, lost in the so, sauce. Yeah, yeah. And so, um. I like that. But you it's hard that. to be like, you know, to tell somebody like, yo, wake the fuck up. Yeah. You, you're fi- now. Now look at you. Mm-hmm. 16 years are gone. Mm-hmm. N- you, you didn't marry the motherfucker. You mm-hmm. didn't. All no. you did was have babies. And now he's giving you all this hell. Yeah. You know, he's. You think maybe he doesn't want to let go of you? Is that what's happening? You know, I've asked that question because I'm like, yo, I've like. I don't understand why he can't co-parent with me. Mm. He comes up with all these things. I've heard that I stalked him and his new girl. And I'd be thinking like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't even care. Yeah. The, and I want to be cool. I, yo, I will get ordained mm. online and I'll marry y'all next week. I got you. Okay. And then I'll go from that go. to being an usher. Laura's going to get ordained I and swear. marry her ex-husband I with this new. That's a real stalking though right there. No, okay. I'm in it. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm committed I'm to being moved on. I'm like, like, yo. You move on. I'll move yeah. on. Yeah, I will even yo, marry you guys. Yeah, off. and I'll, I'll get you a side bitch. Uh, I, what you want to do? Like, te- you tell me so I can tell you and I so can help you. So that we can be cool, be yeah, core parents. Just no, like, let's okay. just be great parents. I see what you're talking about. Let's just I be see. great parents. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Well, so are you single right now? I kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know how was, you notice how I went right in. I yeah, just changed yeah, I saw, the stuff. I felt that. Oh yeah, yeah. I made I, my chichi sweat. I did. I made my chichi start I sweating. Did. I just made yeah. you feel comfortable, and yeah. I just went in. Nah, I like it. I like um, it. Yeah. So, what's going on there? Um. So I have somebody that I like. Yeah. Um. But I have I have yet to meet. I have my husband has yet to meet me. Like he has oh. to meet me. I'm not gonna meet him. Gotcha. If gotcha. that makes any sense. I know you. What you're saying is the man that wants to be with you. You haven't met him yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't believe that I've met my husband yet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, but I'm not in a hurry either. I still want two more kids. You want two um, more you I want still, six kids? Yeah, right. and I meant that. I still want a starting five and a sub. Well, that's um, good. I still, so to I believe in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I believe in love. Um, I love love. I love to see people so married. I'm not, not bitter. No, mm-hmm. no. At first I was. I was like, yo, why are you sucking on her face like that? And all they're doing is kissing. I'm like, yeah. he's so dumb. Yeah. Like, but... I don't think like that anymore. Yeah. At the time, yeah, of course, I was just naturally angry. But that didn't last very long. And, like, now when I tell you I'm super happy for people when they're, Well, you need you know? to be happy for yourself because yeah. you're not ever going to find all this stuff you believe in. Yeah. And this is going to sound so, but it is true. Like, you're not going to find any of that stuff if you're stuck in 
in, in jaded. Yeah, no, for angry. sure. I know because, you know, I spent a lot of time single and I did it on purpose because I'm just like, I need to figure some, I was on a, I was on a track. I needed to figure some things out. I needed to do me and yeah. I needed to do me really well. And, yeah. um, you know, like figure out, there's some things that I needed to figure out and get myself back. But here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Do, to cut you off, I'm sorry. Oh, please mean do. Go kinda. for it. But it was more so of like, okay, with that being said, right, now what? It's mm-hmm. like you go day to day, every day. You wake up. How do you work on yourself when you got to pay a bill? You got to go to work, listen and to somebody's right. shit, it nine to five. It's like, yeah. where's your time? And mm-hmm. then how much time can you actually put into yourself? Yeah. And then how do you retrain your mind from being a fucking infant to being an adult now and being so fucked up in between? It's yeah. like, now where do we go from here? And then how do you keep it consistently going? Yeah. It's like kumbaya and namaste only works for like an hour. Yeah. And after I get out of yoga, I'm like, man, I will fuck you up yeah that's how and you also, know like yeah, you took also, my parking spot yeah like, and so, also it, well you're not supposed to always be i don't i don't think i think that's it is a day-to-day journey you yeah know? it is d- a day it's an hour to it's yeah. minute to minute there, for me there, yeah they're like shit if yeah. i don't start if i don't get back on track with the focus in five minutes i'm gonna blow this motherfucker up yeah so i'm always like <laughs> okay you know namaste kumbaya you know and then but honestly the only thing that keeps me sane in real life it's are my kids, kids. Yeah. yeah i look at those little faces yeah. and although they be me mugging me sometimes and side-eyeing me and shit they're still I'm still like, yo, like, I got you. Like, I'm going to do right by you. But I feel like those who don't have kids have to find something that they will live for. Some other purpose. Even if it's not just themselves. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't look at that. I I agree with you there. Like, if you have kids, whatever it is going on, whatever it is, whether you're going through a really, really, really horrible, painful, nasty divorce, you've got the kids to think about. And probably... That That's easier said than done, though. To be honest, I, with I you. haven't done it because so. there are times. Well, I'm you I'm limited. Them. No, yeah. not just the children. No, because my exes told me that our kids are a casualty of war, and it breaks my uh, soul to hear that. Like yeah. it breaks my face, but. In the meantime, I'm over here thinking like, nah, fuck this shit. And how can I, I want to cuss him out, go Mm -hmm. in, but they're sitting in the car. It's like, I don't want to wait to talk about it. You know what I mean? I want to tell this motherfucker right here, right now how I feel. And I don't give a damn who's listening. But it's so hard because it's like, and it's so easy to say to somebody, well, you shouldn't do that in front of the children. That's advice that I would give, but I've heard myself talk to somebody else about the nigga in their face. And I'm like, "Uh," (laughs) you know, and afterwards I'm like, no, really, I don't feel that way. He's a really good person <laughs> i'm like man fuck this motherfucker if he don't fuck, you know so it's like yeah well you're human it's, yeah that's what you're i'm saying it's like that's what i'm, I'm sitting, like i want to live here, in real I, life I'm, I'm talking to you about the most positive moments but there are moments where i'm like oh what the hell am i what is happening here yeah. i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i want to do this i don't know if everything that i've done to date means anything yeah um so yeah it's it's day to day it's moment to moment like some days i wake up and i, I you know like you go to bed the night something shitty happened or something mm-hmm. bad happened and then that moment of bliss right before and you wake up in the morning that one second before you realize oh shit mm-hmm. and then all this shit I, happened yeah like you know you wake up and all of a sudden hits you what happened yeah um i've had to retrain myself in that moment to be like it's gonna be okay well let me give you an example of that so i went to jail one time <laughs> Only once? Okay. <laughs> Only one time. I went to jail one time. But it was through customs. Uh-huh. I came from China. I landed from oh, Shanghai no. into LA. I had and I spent four days in jail, President's weekend. And I went in and I was thinking I was supposed to meet my children in Tahoe for a ski trip. And I went in on Thursday. And I it was for something that they were they apologized to me when I left Tuesday morning at five eight five AM and I was thinking, How could I get you back? I'm a pee I'm gonna figure out how to pee on every single person <laughs> in this motherfucker. That's what I was thinking in my mind. But at the time 
I kept I was sitting in this jail, this county jail, and they put the lady, the security guard knew me and was like, when I walked in, it was just when I did basketball wives. And when I walked in, they were chanting my name. And I was thinking to myself, I'm about to get I'm about to be fighting every day, every minute. Like God is testing my fightness and my patience and how strong I am and all this stuff. But I remember going into like like straight beast mode. I, my hair was really long. It was down in my butt. And I remember taking rolls of to- the roll of toilet paper that you only get for the whole time you're there. I took that. I put it in my hair to suck up the oil because I didn't want. You only get like 10 minutes to take a shower. So I used five to actually shower. I washed uh-huh. my cooter, my arms, and my feet uh-huh. and my face. And then what I did was I would wash my socks and my chonis uh-huh. because you don't they, you don't get a change of clothes. Yeah. And I was like, yo. And like I took the mat that was like an inch thick your bed your and bed yeah it was on. my bed mattress and on a plank i've like slept on car, car uh, cement mm-hmm. and i was rolling it up to sit on it during the day i worked out in the cell like but there were moments when i would wake up and be like where the fuck am i and the lights don't ever go out no and no the lights in the jail don't ever go out there are people screaming women oh. fighting vomiting and you're like what the how fuck? long were you in the jail for four days, oh, three nights, four four days. Oh my god! You're it like was the worst again. experience of my life. Oh, my and god. then on top of that, they would give you like cartons of milk, uh, like juice and milk. The milk smelled so bad, and then the was juice. It rotten. I, it wasn't. It wasn't like a rotten taste uh, smell. It was more like a canned sweet milk from Russia. Okay, That's what it smelled gotcha. like. All right. I'm sorry, Russians, but anyway. Yeah, but so and then the orange r- juice <laughs> was so thick that you had to shit it out. You couldn't even pee it out. It was so, I, I was like, this is the, God, I was like, I don't know what you're trying to do. But honestly, I give back to jail. Like I, I provide um, a certain amount of money every year yeah. to give so they can have at least yogurts and things like yeah, that. So maybe like, that was the reason you went really to jail. Bad. So you could give back, yeah. Yeah, what, some damn yogurt? Them <laughs> motherfuckers need some fucking eye patches for when they can't sleep, some socks and some underwear. I'm like, man, fuck some that. Some mood music, yeah, some yeah. lavender. Yeah, you, you know, could tell what security guard yeah. came in because she didn't give a shit about what was on the TV. If it was a white lady, we watched white shit. If it was a black lady, we watched nigga shit. If it was an Asian, we watched fucking shit in Chinese. I was like, man, this is for the birds. I they know. did not care. No. They watched what they wanted to and they it was around care. the clock. They don't care. But anyway, so yeah, that's my story. So yeah, I like that little tangent. Um, I don't know. We even oh, know. Wait, you, I even wait. That was because you said waking up and it's thinking true. like, where the fuck am I? I but I that's love I that thinking. because it triggers something in everybody. For you, it's jail. That's <laughs> so terrible. And I tell my kids, my yeah. kids are still young, but I'm like, yo, it's just a place you don't want to be. I think be. if kids knew how bad it was, they, yeah. would, never, they would never. No, know. I'm actually going to take my kids. There's a juvenile center in the Bay Area where I'm from in mm-hmm. Oakland and um, in San Leandro. And I'm going to, I set up an appointment when they turn 13. I'm going to have them sit in a jail cell just for so, like a, t- a, yeah, a moment so of time. Yeah, like so when hour. that door yeah. shuts, they don't <sighs> ever want to go back to that motherfucker. Yeah, it's a cubicle. So right. And it's like, and I always still pray and ask and God, sure like, please give me all their shit. Have to go in nah, there. nah. No, because you they d- could pee in the jail. Nah, cell. Uh, yeah, nah. I'm, I'm like, saying, give them a bunch yeah, of water whatever. before yeah. they go in. Yeah, maybe a couple yeah. laxatives so they have to deal. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Have them like unleash while they're in there. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so I want. I gotta switch a little bit. Your book. Yeah, go ahead. I gotta yeah. gotta talk about your book. Um, I love the name. Don't get mad, get sexy. What's that about? So here was my biggest thing when I was so angry and so bitter. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. I'm really plunging at this time. In Mm -hmm. 16 years, I think I had left this man like maybe 94 times um, and always went back. Mm -hmm. And this time I thought, okay, 
I realize that I don't want my daughters to marry a man like this and I don't want my sons to be nothing like him. So I figured, okay, this is, I have to make a move for mm-hmm. these things. If I loved my children at the time more than I loved myself because I didn't really know who I was and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I had to make a move that I wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. Um, or so I thought I wasn't ready for. Um, so I I remember crying in the bed. I stayed in the bed for uh, ironically for almost about 15 to 16 hours and um I remember uh saying okay this is it I can't do this no more I called my mom and my dad and I was like look I need you to come get the kids for me it took uh they came down my no problem without question they came down they got the children and I let them stay with them for two weeks and um I remember putting my feet on the ground and I told God I was ready and I would give him everything that I had in trying to move forward with my life mm-hmm. um and making change in my life um so I but my first promise to myself was I have to get right for what one for me so I could be good for my children so I could be good to the next man that I want to be with or marry or wants to be with me mm-hmm. for just my day to day you know my psyche all my friends that I that have turned on me and went with him for mm-hmm. whatever the reason money controls a lot of his situations yeah. but whatever so um, a lot of that um And then I realized, like, shit, I'm really by myself. Like, I really just have my parents and my children. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once I dove into that, I thought, okay, but how do I get me back? How do I start working on me? And I thought, well, you know what, Elle? Like, I like being sexy. But sexy to me does not mean putting on a bra. I mean, putting on lingerie and looking in the mirror and feeling sexy. That's not sexy to me. What's sexy is that when I wake up in the morning, I still feel good about myself. I feel sexy like, damn, El, you can get up and get it. No matter what you look like, how you feel, what you're going through, I still always dive into that one part of me that feels sexy and confident. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, and it's for men and women. It was like, look. Why get mad at somebody when your life still goes on Mm -hmm. and you still have to make moves and be sexy in whatever it is you're doing so you could move on, find that husband, get get those good friends. Yeah, get yourself together. So I just figured, you know what? I'm not going to be mad no more. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be angry or bitter. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take that transition and just make it into sexy. And you know that's a really great title because if you think about a lot of, I'm going to say women that break up with men, when they start like... They be sorry binge for themselves, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like you start to see them get their sexy back. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen that, but I've also seen them not. Them not. Yeah. And where I was going was mm-hmm. them not. Yeah. I was going yeah. there. And I guess that what I'm trying to say is, it's what you're just saying. Like, try to help people to get there so that they're not wallowing in that. You yeah. can't get that time back either. Like, you know, the time that you spent on the relationship, great, yeah. didn't work out, right? And then there's the time that you spend trying to get over it. You can't yeah. get that back either. Yeah. So you can't spend two, three, four, five, whatever it is, wasting and, time getting over it. You just need to get over it. But what um, I did was I looked at it like it was a death. I yeah, mourned it. Yeah. I went through it. You got to keep I that mourned it period. and then I kept it moving. Yeah. I'm not saying that I forgot. I don't. Or it doesn't it, yeah, still hurt. Yeah, it doesn't still hurt yeah. sometimes or things don't come you up. You just need to get it's your sexy that. back. I just needed to yeah. mourn and move on with yeah. my sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was for me. And I me. think that's important because yeah. that's what I'm trying to say to mourn it, but don't wallow in it too long. Yeah, move no, on. for sure. You have to. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt less and less and you may not be able to forget it you may not forgive it who knows but yeah. you got to get yourself back and so. i have a master's in sports psychology so Ooh, like my I'm biggest new thing things. i didn't know that either yeah so yeah. i have uh most people don't know but like uh, even for me like that and that's another thing you know school i always talk about 
um, not just the book. The book was really hard for me to write also mm-hmm. and get a go. I had to get a ghostwriter to write it for me and even to express and explain myself. Because in the book, I talk about how um, I didn't know how to read until I was in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And that became from a car accident that I was in and I was in the hospital for a year. I had to learn how to read, write, walk, talk again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came from I remember going back to school after the year of being in a hospital when I was younger and the teacher telling me to stand up and read. And I was like, yo, that ain't a good look. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I don't even I yeah. just literally got out of the hospital. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. and so I was like, I don't know you if that's know great. Yeah. yeah. And I and I. Everything that even ABCs, I didn't know I had to really learn. But my parents were like, well, you know, just get back in there. Go, you know, like kicking me in my ass to get back into the social world so I could, they thought, yeah, yeah, and get like normal. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then when the teacher made fun of me, the kids made fun of me and I was stuttering and I was trying to, I was like, yo, I have no idea what this is. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, later, I'm like, oh, it's Stuart Little. I can read it today, you know, but it was like, um, I say all that to say that most people just don't know like where you come and like it's emotional for me because yeah. I always feel like that's mm-hmm. a that was a hard time in my life yeah. like even being little like that mm-hmm. so people don't know where you're coming from yeah they just don't they don't know what I've been through they mm-hmm. don't know you know even to say I have a master's in sports psychology people are like oh what you yeah. know it's like yeah all you see is the exterior and yeah. what you think is reality of oh no reality I TV. get it I get judged a lot and it's always about what I look like and so people don't understand what you've been through yeah. and the struggles that you've had to go through. I yeah. had, I I get it. And but the thing is you know. Yeah. You know, and you're you're here now and you're and you're speaking your truth and you're yeah. a better person for all the crap you've been through. So yeah. I love it. I can't wait for the book. When is it out and when it where can we buy it? So it would be um in all stores, Barnes and Nobles and um, across the board everywhere. yeah uh-huh. Amazon it'd be everywhere all for sure on the internet uh in every major bookstore but um it comes out at the end of the year so our like release date november, yep i okay. was just about to say november, the end, december, of, 2017. The, okay, the gotcha. end of november Got beginning it. of december well, we'll look for it thank you where can people follow you on social media i want to say one more thing oh, sure. i have an online shopping for accessories oh nice is that where um, these earrings are from yeah I so love these them. earrings these bracelets yeah i'm looking at all rings. your rings i'm looking at everything yeah no so like a lot of times um i just give I give out a lot of stuff to people who just reach out to me mm-hmm. and they're like, I can't afford it. I'm like, I got you. Yeah, that's but, nice. um Yeah, so, but it's shopinreallife.com. So please check it out for accessories. Shopinreallife.com. Shopinreallife.com. Love it. Yeah. I so, love the accessories you have on. Thanks, honey. And then? And, um, yeah, so the book, um, please look out for that at the end of the year. And then um, Million Dollar Matchmaker is coming out, I believe, I believe it's this week. Okay, so we're going to see if you're single or not. So, so I'm going to wait till after I watch that to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just keep you know keep on being sexy thanks mama it was great you having too. you here it was so fun talking to you thanks babe i feel like we could go on forever oh, we could here, well, we yeah. will you have to come back again yeah for All sure right, we'll do please. that after your book's out i want you to send me a copy okay and then we'll have a full talk about the book okay all right deal. all right I'm i in. can't wait for that thank all right thanks you. for being thank here thank you for having me This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.